This is Laura Lummer, the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach. I'm a healthy lifestyle coach, a clinical Ayurveda specialist, a personal trainer, and I'm also a breast cancer survivor. In this podcast, we talk about healthy thinking and mindfulness practices, eating well, moving your body for health and longevity, and we'll also hear from other breast cancer survivors who have re-engaged with life and have incredible stories to share. This podcast is your go-to resource for getting back to life after breast cancer. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach. I am your host, Laura Lummer, and I have a fantastic show here for you today. We have a wonderful guest, and she is going to tell you about a simple but amazing practice that you can use in your life for healing not just physically, but emotionally, and I'm going to let her tell you all about it, but I just want to give you a little bit of background first. So last September, September 2019, I was attending a conference, and a part of this conference was they had worked out a way for people to network and connect. So we took several breaks, and the rule of thumb was when you come back from the break, sit in another seat so that you can meet a new person. And fortunately, I sat in a seat next to Tanya at one point during this conference. And as soon as we began talking, we just really hit it off. Tanya is this wonderful, gentle, intelligent, just passionate soul. She's a multidimensional person. She's a wife, a mom to three kids and two dogs. She's been a nurse anesthetist for 20 years, a network marketer. She's a podcaster. And she is a certified pause breathwork facilitator in the D.C. area. So something about Tanya is she really understands what it's like to be everybody to everyone and everything. She knows the joy in doing all the things that light you up, but she also knows that flip side, which she once referred to as the darker side, which is the stress and the guilt and the fear and the unworthiness of things piling up when you try to take on being and doing all the things. So Breathwork found Tanya because she was looking for a tool to manage her anxiety. And before she began to study Breathwork, she used to identify herself with her anxiety. And through this practice, it taught her not only how to change her relationship with her emotions, but it also taught her to heal from the trauma that we humans hold on to in our bodies. Tanya suffered a near-death infection in 2009, and it was breath work that was the medicine her body needed to release the unhealed wounds, like the fear and the anger and the resentment of what she had been through. Are you familiar with that feeling? So Tanya now facilitates pause breath work, and this is a method of breath work that was founded by Samantha Skelly. Pause breath work is a method where Certified facilitators use various continual breath patterns to break down emotions in the body that stay stuck and create stress in our energetic body. Breathwork is this practice of allowing us to reconnect with our bodies, to feel deeply, to understand and experience our own unique internal intelligence. Tanya uses her ambition and her passion, her experience and her intuition so that she crafts every breathwork experience, whether it's in person or virtually, specifically for that person. And I can attest to the fact I had a virtual session with her 
and it was amazing. When you think about breath work, I kind of expected to just, you know, sit in kind of a meditative posture and pay attention to the breath, something like you do in a mindful breathing practice or a mindful meditation. But I did one of the sessions that she'll talk about here in the podcast. It's a more meditative session. It lasts a little bit longer. And it was very focused and very active and very intense. So much more different than what I had anticipated, but also amazing. It was an amazing experience. And I went through this through this experience with her and afterwards, I just felt amazing. I felt this lightness and this floatiness that just went on for the rest of the day. And it was so fantastic that I had to have her come on the show and talk with you about breath work. And so I am not going to make you wait any longer. I want to introduce to you Tanya Saunders. So Tanya, welcome to the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach Podcast. I'm so happy that you joined us today. Thank you, Laura. And I am so honored to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, it's my pleasure to have you here. So let's just jump right into this. Um, You know, when you and I first met, I was so interested in what you were doing with breathwork because I know the power behind it. And I was fortunate enough to go through an actual session with you, which was amazing. So I want to hear from you how you got interested in breathwork and what it means to you. Sure. Yes. So I'm probably like a lot of your listeners, like a modern day woman who is just doing it all. And I wanted breath work as a tool to help manage daily stress and anxiety. And why that is why I went to breath work for, for another modality to manage emotions because I was in this world of self-development for a couple of years, consuming all the podcasts and in a self-coaching um, scholars with the Life Coach School. And there was so much in the mentalization part that wasn't working for me that I wanted another tool. So when I decided, and intuitively it felt right, but logically it didn't seem like a smart thing to do um, to add more uh, more work to my plate with getting right. a certification in breath work. So when I went, I what I found was that breath work did help me manage my anxiety. That is an integrative part of breath work for relaxation and for um, clarity. But what I really found so life-changing was when I did a meditative breath work and it I never understood how we store trauma in our body. I didn't know what that meant. Like trauma is a trigger word for some people. Mm-hmm. And what I learned was that um, one of my teachers, Rachel Maddox, who is a trauma resolution educator, is that trauma is, she calls it a embodied violation hangover. And that anytime, it, it, what it is, is that anything that we experience but cannot cope. And um, so something happens to us and then it triggers something in our nervous system. So that's the embodiment. 
And the violation is anything. It doesn't have to be, it's at all levels. Mm -hmm. And the hangover is it doesn't complete itself. So it just sticks around and it stays stored in our body. And so when I did the meditative part of the breath work, I didn't realize that I was storing unhealed wounds, unhealed trauma from when I experienced um, a near-death infection. I had necrotizing fasciitis in 2009. Oh just that alone, but in addition to just all our inherited wounds, our childhood wounds, I didn't understand the actual complexity of how our nervous system keeps score and how you actually have to heal to be able to transform because pain that is not um, healed will always be transmitted. So after going, after experiencing breath work and with a meditative breath work is what we do, continual breath patterns that take you past your mind, which is why meditation doesn't work for me is because my mind is always hijacking my experience. And the breath pattern through how we do a meditative breath work takes you past your mind and into your body into altered states of consciousness that helps you to access these stored emotions that we have and all emotions are just energies and motion and when they stay stored in our body they block our flow they block our um understanding of our own body's wisdom because there's so much beauty just to know that your body can be the healer for for anything for anything. So true. Oh my God. Okay. I have like a million questions because I love everything you just said. Oh. So, so I'll just, let me just back up with pause breath work. So pause breath okay. work was founded. So breath work has been used for centuries. Mm-hmm. Um, it's widely practiced in Eastern practices like yoga mm-hmm. and Tai Chi and, uh, and people tap into breath work for spirituality, for a reawakening. Mm-hmm. Um, but but breath work in the Western practices has been around. It's just not widely practiced. And so Samantha Skelly, my teacher and the founder of Pause Breath Work, has found it in 2014 and has been, and that has been the most transformational as far as healing. She was dealing with a lot of um, body image disorders, emotional eating, and breath work she found was the, the most um, sustainable tool for her to heal and Mm -hmm. and heal meaning once we understand how the wisdom in our bodies and get out of our heads, that is, it becomes a true, true transformation because before breath work, I used to identify myself with all my emotions. I am a jealous person. I am a mad person. I'm angry or I'm just bad. And with all those emotions, what I used to do and what a lot of people do is that we judge ourselves on these, on these emotions of how we feel. And mm-hmm. there's so much pain in that. So we don't want to feel, I mean, it's the hardest thing to do is to say that we want to feel pain, right? Like that's so hard. That's so true. Yeah. Know? So and what true. we do, and what we do is that we avoid and we resist and we numb. And once we can understand that all these emotions are actually just our greatest spiritual teacher, mm-hmm. and 
it's just our body's way of talking to us is that we meet all these emotions, even like all these emotions that we would consider bad. If we meet it with compassion and meet it like not with judgment, Mm -hmm. that is actually how you transform. That is how you heal. So this ugly scar that I used to hate uh, that's on my arm that will always remind me of that week that I almost died and couldn't made me stop breastfeeding early, you know, Mm -hmm. and had to quit work, all these emotions around it that I was so, so resentful for. I used Mm -hmm. to feel so bad about feeling that. And then when I did the breath work, it was like, you know, you're not really supposed to make these stories about what you feel because your body just releases what it wants to release. Mm -hmm. But for me, it reminded me of when that day, every day for a week, I would wake up just drenched, like just my body releasing all these toxins from that necrotizing fasciitis, the flesh-eating bacteria. And it was just like years and years of stored resentment that I've had. And I just came away from it so much lighter Mm -hmm. and so much clearer and so much more self-love for myself, for, Mm -hmm. for being okay with not understanding, you know, and, and hating like those emotions for a while. And now Mm -hmm. I'm just like so compassionate with myself, but it's it's okay. You know, it's almost like you're reparenting yourself like through it. It was okay to feel pissed. It's okay to hate, hate your scar. It's okay, you know, to to be like that. I love that. And I think it's, it's so important because One of the things that I see women struggle with all the time after breast cancer is they're unhappy with their appearance physically. They're angry with the fact they got cancer. They're questioning whatever happened in life that may have given them cancer. There's there's anger, there's sadness, there's trauma. And as soon as those words get spoken, they're very quickly dismissed with, I should just be grateful because I'm alive. Correct. And I love what you said, because it's okay to sit in that space of feeling angry or feeling victimized or feeling resentful of something, because it is through really sitting with it and embracing it that it's like, it's okay. I mean, this is how I feel, right? It's how I feel. And there's nothing wrong with how you feel. So I love that, that, that you're saying that's a part of healing. Something else, like several things you brought up. Oh my gosh, I was taking notes like crazy over here. <laughs> is um, I loved uh, you were saying how you have to heal and how your nervous system actually stores, right? Actually stores this trauma. So I want you to talk a little bit about this because I think something very important that is just starting to get acknowledged. Breast cancer is traumatic. These yeah. women are going through a trauma, right? Like with you having flesh eating bacteria, this is, you're, you're, you're fine. And the next minute, whether someone says you have flesh eating bacteria, you have breast cancer, it's like, oh my gosh, I could die right now. Like this mm-hmm. could kill me. And that in itself is traumatizing. So I think we tend to kind of isolate our emotions as we're going through the experience of trying to survive whatever that disease or threat might be. So that it's after the survival where all of a sudden we're, we're dismissed from treatment. And I see these women just suddenly in this state of, you know, post-traumatic shock, right? Yeah. They're suddenly like, wow, now everything that just happened to me, which how you just put it perfectly is now stored in them. This actually happened. You can't deny it happened. 
And now what do I do with this? Mm-hmm. Like, what do I do with this? So let's talk a little about that's a beautiful idea. Like, how is it stored? How does your nervous system respond to that? And that's just a fascinating concept. It is a fascinating concept. And so, yeah, like our, it's been shown scientifically now that like, babies in utero store uh, stress from their moms in utero because they're sharing a nervous system. So it's all scientific in how we do. And we store so, so much just within our own childhood, like within, you know, I think what they say until the age of seven, we store mm-hmm. old patterns and beliefs and we just store it in our nervous system. And we aren't able to release that, right, until we can actually almost repattern mm-hmm. because the nervous system is a evidence-based system. Mm-hmm. And so how, how we are able to do this is to be able to reconnect within our bodies and understand how our bodies feel. Mm-hmm. And because we're so disconnected from our emotions, we, we don't know like we don't understand like how our bodies feel, how mm-hmm. our nervous feels. And just for example, I'm just trying to give a, a good example of your nervous system is like how you're breathing right now mm-hmm. is how you feel in your nervous system. That's the information that your nervous system is giving, your body is giving, or it's, transmi- it's transmitted from your nervous system. So like okay. I should say, your nervous system right now, fight, flight, right? is um, it's anxiety and you breathe very shallow mm-hmm. and quick, right? Because mm-hmm. fight, if you're always acting from a sympathetic nervous system, fight, flight, freeze, mm-hmm. you are fight trying to, you know, fight away from something, a perceived danger. Mm-hmm. Flight, you're running away at your nervous system, like trying to get away from that. Or you're mm-hmm. freezing, so you're totally disassociating. That's what your nervous system is responding. That's how it's doing. Mm-hmm. Until we learn to flow again, and that is through um, calming your nervous system down and repattering it. But you have to do it through a way of understanding and okay. of acceptance, and um, and really out of fear because that fear is not going to disappear mm-hmm. right so you you have to be open to it in the sense that you have to um change your relationship with these emotions mm-hmm. change your relationship to the fear again use this as your 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 nervous system um okay. talking to you and, and how do you do that with breath how do you breath. like let's yeah, so let's say, for instance, a common fear after surviving cancer is the fear of recurrence. And many okay. women get stuck in their lives because, of course, they're, they just had a terrible experience, and now they're very concerned, I'm going to get a recurrence. And so if you have a strange ache or pain or get sick too often or feel too tired, out of the norm, a lot of times their mind goes directly to, oh, my God, do I have cancer again? Because this is what I experienced before my diagnosis. and so something triggers it and that fear comes up and then the mind starts running with what you're afraid of 
And before you know it, you've already diagnosed yourself and you're going through chemo again and, you know, all in your head because you have some strange ache in the side of your body. Yeah. How do you use breath to get into where that fear is stored and okay. help lighten yourself? 100%. So all those, all that you just said, all that information about they feel one thing and all of a sudden their mind just spirals off into like, oh, I have reoccurrence again. Um, oh my God, what do I have to go through again? That is your mind talking. Mm -hmm. Those are those old patterns of belief, right? That um, fear, you're always, so you're thinking ahead again in the future. So it's always, it's always your mind. So that mm -hmm. should be your trigger that you're actually not in your body. And mm -hmm. so you would, your breath to that's your fight flight right your mind turning yeah. on your fight flight so then you would use your breath to regulate that nervous system so again when i was trying to jump i forgot to go back to what i was saying is notice your breath pattern is that if you can actually every emotion has a corresponding breath pattern so once you start to notice how you're breathing calmly when you mm -hmm. breathe differently when you are experiencing joy or when you're experiencing just calm, you can use that to tap into that part of your nervous system that will take you down from that fight flight. Because the fight flight mm. is always going to be reactionary. It's always going to be reactionary. Mm -hmm. and you, you essentially are going to just downregulate your nervous system by using okay. conscious breath pattern. And, and we teach different kind of breath patterns, but it's always conscious breath patterns because when you're in your head, you're in your head. Mm -hmm. you know, there's, it's, it's hard to get out of there because yes. you know there's like, what do they say? 60,000 thoughts a day. Oh and my gosh, yeah. 80 to like 90% of them are always the reoccurring thoughts and 80, 90% of those reoccurring thoughts are all negative. Mm. And so it is... It is using a tool like your breath to get past your mind and get into your body and to calm that nervous system down. And that's how I we love do it. it. So I was fortunate enough to get to have a virtual session with you. And so yes. I can really identify with some of the things that you're saying. Because as I started to do the breath that you were instructing me to do, it was a lot of work. You know, it like I had to yes. consciously focus on how I was breathing because you gave me a specific pattern to follow mm -hmm. and that pattern took some energy, right? It took some focus. Yeah. It took some energy to keep doing it because it was not just sitting here breathing. And I at first thought, holy cow, like this is a lot of work. <laughs> how long am I going to be able to sustain yeah. this? But then something happened and you said a few minutes ago, you disassociate, right? You have to kind of you're focusing on something else, which is the pattern you were instructing me, the music you were playing, the questions you were asking me uh, to think about. And it's kind of like I did go somewhere else. As I told you earlier, after that whole session was done, I felt so floaty and so light. And I mean, it was amazing. It, it was just such a wild experience and such an intense experience. Yeah. And so as you and I were talking about earlier, so many people, when you bring up to them, hey, I want, let's, let's work on your breath. They don't realize how valuable that is or what a deep and meaningful practice breathing mm -hmm. is. I think one, they don't, they don't understand uh, how, how intense and impactful it can be. Mm -hmm. And I think two, people feel weird, right? About breathing. 
So even in yoga, when you instruct someone to do an ujjayi breath, which is that little rattle in the back of the throat, right? Mm -hmm. For listeners who've never done yoga. And as you tell people, you know, and instruct them on how to do an ujjayi breath, for those who are used to the breathing and understand it, they'll go right into it. And those next to them will hear them breathing, right? Yes. And you often can tell people who have never experienced or done breath work feel uncomfortable. They feel like, oh, that's so weird. Like you're going to hear me breathing or I'm making this, this Darth Vader sound. I mean, <laughs> and they, do, they won't do it, right? Yeah. They just won't do it. So how, how do you handle that? And do you find that, 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 that discomfort, like where does that discomfort come from in connecting to the breath, do you think? There's a lot, there's a lot of resistance with that. I just wanted to be clear about uh, what we did though. So we, we've talked about two things. So when you were talking about how your patients who care um, or are so fearful of reoccurrence and their head spin, 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 we would teach integrative breath patterns. That is something that we would say, like, take a breather and to instantly do an emotional shift. That, okay. it, that would be a breath pattern for that. And that would be a breath pattern with the intention of relaxation and mental clarity. The okay. breath work we did with you is a meditative, which mm-hmm. does take work. Mm-hmm. And it is conscious continual patterns that will take you into that conscious, um, altered um, conscious state, uh-huh. altered state of consciousness. And yes, it is work, right? And yeah. when, but the benefit of it, it's the downstream effect will, will be the relaxation, the transformation. Mm-hmm. And every experience is going to be different because your body, like I said, is going to do what it wants to do. Mm-hmm. And so you may resist it the second time, you don't know. But what it is, is why I find breathwork to be beautiful is that the way we craft it with music, which I think really evokes emotionality and draws people into it and the way we do it in a way it becomes very inviting and calming at first. Because like you said, it, it is kind of not a usual practice and people do feel uncomfortable and it is work because it is called breath work. Yeah, right. You know, people people think they're just going to be doing like a silent meditation and it's not that at all. No. But it's by using this breath pattern that takes you past that mind that likes to hijack your experience. And mm-hmm. the mind will be overactive for the first like five to seven minutes. And that's why it's so important to have a guide kind of have you take that breath pattern and take you past that mind and into your body. Mm-hmm. And then once you get to go into your body, you begin to understand, um, you know, so we, as humans, like we, we have intuitive information, right? We receive information from our logical mind intellectually. We receive it from our emotional bodies. And then we also have a, uh, intuitive wisdom, intuitive bodies, but we, we are limited as to be, um, being able to actually access that because of mm-hmm. our logical mind trying to hijack our experience and our emotional bodies just not wanting to feel. And so why this breath work is so beautiful is that we bypass that, that mind of ours that likes to keep it safe. We want to thank our mind. I mean, it is a yeah. beautiful thing that has kept us safe, but it's yeah. a very primitive mind. You know, we're not like a caveman anymore, right? We don't have right. all that, that we have to worry about. And then it takes us into our bodies as breath to access all these emotions. And then once we start to clear these emotions that also block block our intuition, then we get to the in, our intuitive wisdom, our body's wisdom, 
Like our body knows how to heal. Our bodies mm-hmm. have all the answers, mm-hmm. but it just takes a while because we we've never learned how how to feel and how to emote. You know, yeah. and as my teacher likes to say, it's like we're like emotionally constipated. And think about how painful <laughs> it is all the time. You're just emotionally constipated. You yeah. don't know. You have no idea what your body's telling you or what feels good or what feels bad. You're just always constantly confused um, and trying to overplease and please your mind. And oh, it's not right. You know, our brains are so active, overactive, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just so logical. Yeah, I love that. And so a big part of my course, my Revivify program, it's all based in mindfulness. And especially in the renew part, which is where you're trying again to reconnect to your physical body, which when you go through trauma, like you talked about with your experience, with cancer, whatever it might be, we disassociate. And then if there's something we don't like about our body, I don't like the scars now or whatever, if you gained weight through it or whatever it might be, again, we have a tendency to not connect. We don't even realize we're actually disconnecting with our own physical self. As when I do personal training with people, I'm never surprised anymore. But at first when I, when I would give them a cue and I would say, you know, tip your pelvis forward, it would be fascinating to see how many people didn't even understand to be able to direct emotion in a part of their body right? If it was arch your back or bring your shoulder blades down and, and, and they move in these strange positions. And I'd watch at first when I first started doing it, I thought this person really isn't even connected to her body. She's so uncomfortable. And especially with women, I would find extremely uncomfortable with their abdomen and their pelvis. And when you gave any direction or cues that had to do with that area, they would have a really hard time. They'd struggle and you'd have to, you know, really work with them closely to get them to position themselves properly. And I think, and it's just my unscientific observation, that we don't like not having a flat tummy or, you know, we would have whatever ideas about sexuality. And if we move this part of our body, it must mean something about sex and it's bad or it's whatever, whatever, whatever. We have all these things in our head that we don't even realize cause us to disconnect from our body. Mm-hmm. And so I love what you were just talking about because I teach intuitive eating. I teach mindfulness. And that means you have to listen to your body, right? Mm -hmm. You have to come to this place where you can listen to your body, where you can, as I've said on this show before, where I can look at the way my breasts are reconstructed and I can say, yeah, I don't, I don't love it. You know, I don't love the way it looks. It fills out my clothes nicely, which, you know, makes me feel a little more confident. It is okay that I don't love it. It's it is what it is. I don't let it I don't let it define me. Right? I listen to my Yeah, exactly. I don't identify myself or feel less about myself because of this. I can look at it and I can sit with the fact that, yeah, it's not that great looking. And you just stay there for a minute and then you're like, that's okay. Rather than, oh, it's not that great looking. I can't stand it. I don't want to look at myself. I don't want to notice what I'm feeling. And then we just kind of put up a barrier with our own physical self, right? That's so fascinating. And I wonder, so it's always been a fascinating thing for me. And I feel like what you're talking about speaks to this. If you have a physical pain of some sort, I cannot even imagine how painful having a flesh-eating bacteria is. Yeah. But if you were to think back on that experience now, it would be hard for you to relive the physical pain, yet the emotional pain would come back 
just as intensely if you hadn't worked through it and healed from it, right? You can think of an emotionally painful situation and literally bring yourself to tears that fast, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. And I, as you were saying how we store that emotion in our body, it reminded me of how oftentimes when people begin moving their body as in a yoga practice, as in a breath work session, when you move that body, they'll find themselves in tears sometimes, right? Yes. They yes. don't realize that something is stored here. And then as they activate their body, whoa, something gets opened and these emotions come out. So that's just fascinating. Do you, do you experience that a lot? Or is that how you talk about using breath work to begin trusting your body? Is that part of that process? Well, you know, before breath work, I never wanted to feel it because I felt so much shame around it. Mm -hmm. It was always all the shame and judgment. And so after it, and there's, there's so much work just, you know, beyond the trauma because mm -hmm. there are so many stories that have been living within our systems and now it just, it's just been intensified mm -hmm. with, with more trauma like cancer and my necrotizing fasciitis. But with, with, through breath work, what I have found is that, number one, it's just you have to change your relationship to, your, to all your emotions. And again, it's like you can, you can coexist, essentially, mm -hmm. you know. So you can have like this pain um, and like, still be okay. Mm -hmm. And Yes. Does that make sense? It does. It's, it's something I tell people often is it's okay to be fearful. Say, I'm fearful, and then do yeah. it anyway. It's okay. Yeah. You know, you, you, you take that fear right by the hand, and you're like, okay, you're with me, but we're going with this anyway. We're going to sit here together, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I'm going to be fearful. Yeah. Yeah, because usually if you actually take that first step and with, with breath work, you, you end up finding out, like, there's an actual story, like, behind the fear which is usually the, the stored negative patterns of beliefs of either unworthiness or no support or anger. And mm -hmm. once That's you start meeting those emotions, and I was thinking about your four perspectives for um, people, who, how you deal with cancer after and yes. including also the champions um the family members because it reminded me when i was listening to it which i thought by the way laura was a really beautiful podcast and it really resonated with me Thank i you. know i didn't have breast cancer but i definitely experienced something with my family and my husband that um you know i wasn't just the victim you know too mm -hmm. you know like your, <laughs> your family becomes a victim but regardless all all of this are just all these emotions that I think breathwork is just such a beautiful tool and a sustainable way, a method to uh, feel through these emotions mm -hmm. um, and, and just come out of it and heal through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's beautiful. I love that you speak repeatedly to the healing because I think that we need to help people have this shift between healing between understanding the difference of healing and then moving past something yes right if you have cancer if you have whatever traumatic experience and you get all the medical care you need and, and it's mm -hmm. done you can continue to go on with life yeah but have you really healed from that 
or do things keep popping up and you deal with them in different ways, whether it's unhealthy behaviors or withdrawing from people you love or whatever, whatever, but there's something, something emotional, which I want you to speak to again, because you said emotions are energy plus motion. Energy is emotion and they just need to, they just need to, they need to move, right? Like anxiety and stress. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, I to speak to the fear again because why breath work it it's so hard right because like again it's like you're so fearful it's so hard to feel yes. these emotions you know you don't you don't want to know you I mean there's so I, I think of so many things of about my past that I just buried right or mm-hmm. resisted and I did a breath work experience not that long ago with a yoga instructor and you know they do yoga breathing and when they do this breathwork journey they had no idea and she said she had experienced something and it brought up something that she had forgotten about like for years and wow. it was something that you know she really needed to um work through and sit through mm-hmm. you know but i imagine that that was holding her back from truly living her most authentic self, her highest, mm. highest version of herself. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that, I think that is why breathwork is so beautiful is because through, through using this, this tool to get us past our feel, fear, getting in touch with our emotions, changing our relationship with our emotions, transforming and healing, that is how we can always act and serve ourselves as our highest self and and move and move and and move forward right which is one of the things that you had talked about um in your perspectives of like how how do you move forward and you have to have the end in mind Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. how do you have the end in mind well i mean it's hard if you don't want to feel but you Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think we get programmed. Yeah. We get so programmed through our life because when something is sad and you cry and people are like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Right. If you're upset or you're sad and people will see you sad rather than sitting there and say, let's, let's look at why you're sad. Let's really feel what's making you sad and face it and discuss it. It's come on, come on. Don't be sad. Let's go have a margarita. Come on. (laughs) Right. No, I know. Yes. Yeah. And so what's harder? Always resisting? Is it always resisting? You know, that's just, I mean, it's so, it's so much harder to, to constantly resist. There's so much more work than to actually face the fear, feel through it. And then what's on the other side of fear? You know, yeah. I mean, there's, there's so much more joy. Yes. Yeah. So much more joy. And I know you talked about using breath work to living and in, in letting that flow of abundance come into your life yeah. after cancer yeah. by trusting your body again, by releasing yeah. those emotions. Yeah. And yeah. And in, I think that's the podcast you were talking about recently. I said, you know, or in one of the ones in January, it's like, you have to let go of what's clogging up your mind and your thoughts and your body and your emotions and your life and your environment. You've yeah. got to clear space for the flow of good things, for the 100%. flow of abundance yeah. and the flow of good energy. And, and that's the same with, with your thoughts. Yeah. It, there's mm-hmm. just so many of us that are just addicted to the suffering, addicted mm-hmm. to the fear, addicted to the numbing, addicted to the avoiding. Yeah. There's just, it's not necessary. You know, mm-hmm. our, our bodies are not designed to hold on to these emotions. Yeah. And 
stored stored over time all the cortisol and all the adrenaline and that just wreaks havoc in our body um i mean there's just so many reasons why you'd want to look into healing absolutely so what this is a perfect step to the next uh question what is the first step how does someone who's listening right now go i'm gonna try this check this out how do they start breath work well, they can start. I, I do have a free breathwork audio. The meditative journeys for actual healing are over 20 minutes. This is only 12 minutes of actual breathing. It would just give them an introduction into a breath pattern. We have several breath patterns that we use, and this is just a more moderate version of what I would do for a longer a longer ex- breath work journey experience meditatively. Um, so that is on my website, you can do. And then uh, if they want to reach out, out, and every Sunday I do have a podcast where I do, yes, do. a breath work session. I call it Monday. And it's <laughs> that, you know, tail end of Sunday until Monday. And it's just dealing with the same thing, anxiety. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just dealing. So I do short breath patterns integrative breath patterns that it's the take of breathers that you can just tap into for a quick emotional shift, um, more relaxation, more that mental clarity, that technique. So again, I teach two techniques, the integrative and then the meditative. And they're just both so beautiful. They're both so sustainable and there's just so many benefits to it. Mm -hmm. And share with us the name of your podcast. My podcast is called the Dream Board Social Club. And so Sundays I do the breath work. And then on Thursdays, I interview inspiring people with amazing stories like yourself, Laura, who are just in this world um, as light workers, just trying to spread more light and love. Oh, that's so awesome. Well, I'm going to post links to everything that you just talked about on the show notes yes. for this episode as well. And I, we have other great things coming in the future that we're not going to reveal. We'll leave a teaser here for everyone that's listening to look forward to more Tanya in the future of the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach because we've got some good stuff coming. Oh, yes. It's so beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you work. so much for joining us here. I really, really appreciate it. I love this conversation. And I hope that a lot of people go to check out you're offering for in introducing themselves to breath work and then continue on with that because it, it is so important, I think, and so essential for oh, everybody's yes. healing, living in a happier place. Self-healers, yeah. absolutely. Thank you so much, Laura. I really appreciate this. I hope I provided value to your listeners. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Wow. Do I think she added value? Uh, yeah, I do. I think she brings value wherever she goes. And, you know, I could talk with Tanya forever. She's fascinating. She's so passionate about breath work. And she's just seen so much good come from it. The process that she had to go through to get certified in guiding people through these breath work sessions is super intense. I mean, it's incredible. And I really hope you take advantage of the offer that she put out there because I truly believe that having that experience with her is going to be just it's, it's, it'll change your mind. It'll help you understand the power of breath. And I believe that it's extremely healing. So I will post the links to everything we talked about in the show and to Tanya's offer and to her website and to her podcast in the show notes, which you can find at lauralummer.com forward slash 73. 
So I thank you again for listening. And just one note before I go, if you haven't subscribed to the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach podcast, please take a second and do that now wherever you're listening. And if you could take an extra minute and give a review, that would be super special and wonderful. And I greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you for listening. I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now. You've put your courage to the test, laid all your doubts to rest. Your mind is clearer than before, your heart is full and wanting more, your future's at the door. Give it all you got, no hesitating, you've been waiting. This is your moment